2: You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show.
0: Good evening. We're around the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. I'm your host this evening, Stevie R. Butler. And this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B Media Production at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege made to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. you like to contact us while we're on the air this evening. Just give us a call to the live show at 713-955-0508, or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the show live there. I checked it out before I came on the air. There were 1,700 shows that are live on Blog Talk Radio at this hour, and you will find this show consistently on pages 1 through 4 of that website. Now we was on page three when I checked it before I came on the air but since I've been on the air they probably moved it up to pages two or one. I'll check it again here in just a few moments but you shouldn't have any problem finding this radio show their own blog talk radio if you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts or the guests that own this broadcast you can send your emails to my new email address butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com or you can call stevie b media production at the carolina studio at 910-491-6405 now again this show is brought to you by members of the churches of christ and if you need any assistance in locating the congregation in your area please feel free to contact us now folks We have a special edition on this broadcast tonight, every third Tuesday of the month. My co-host, Dr. Anthurica Lane, she's a board-certified obstetrician and gynecologist, and she serves with the Gray Road Church of Christ in Cincinnati, Ohio. Take it away, Dr. Lane. Enjoy your listening experience.
2: You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. TVB Media Productions presents in collaboration with Lane Media and Photography. A special presentation of What a Word from the Lord Radio Show, featuring Conversations with Dr. Lane, hosted by Dr. Antherica Lane, board-certified obstetrician and gynecologist. Conversations with Dr. Lane, where health and life intersect. You are listening to Stevie B. and Dr. Antherica Lane on What a Word from the Lord. Are you ready to learn to live a life that is overflowing with victory and empowerment? Welcome to Conversations with Dr. Lane. Dr. Lane is a board-certified obstetrician and gynecologist. She is committed to addressing health holistically from the mind, body, and soul.
3: Hi, this is Dr. Anthera Lane with Conversations with Dr. Lane. Let's talk about those things that we do not have time to discuss during an appointment. Let's talk about your finances, business, education, relationships. If I can empower you to make healthy decisions in these areas, I am convinced your mind will be more focused and more open to a conversation about your health.
2: Turn up the volume. Get ready for Conversations with Dr. Lane.
3: Hello, this is Dr. Antherica Lane with Conversations with Dr. Lane, I'm so glad you've taken just a moment of time to join my show, Conversations with Dr. Lane. Today, we are going to have a phenomenal guest. We have Mr. Michael Moore. Mr. Michael Moore is the president and founder of Black Achievers. Michael Moore is the founder of Black Achievers, a networking organization with over 100,000 members nationwide. Michael's mission is to build a network of Black professionals who can work together to make the world a better place for everyone to live. Michael was selected as one of the seven leaders making a difference in Cincinnati by the Cincinnati Chamber of Commerce. Michael is also the author of Achieve Your Dreams, The Nine Principles, African-American Success. At age 19, Michael taught himself how to write computer code. He started designing and programming websites for businesses as a hobby while still in college. He eventually started a successful web development business. Michael has also worked in corporate America He has a degree in mechanical engineering from the University of Cincinnati. He has been an account manager for a Fortune 500 company where he managed a multi-million dollar business unit in the IT engineering field. He most recently worked as an IT project manager overseeing a team of developers at one of the largest banks in Ohio. Michael Moore, welcome to Conversations with Dr. Lane. Well, hello and welcome back to Conversations with Dr. Lane. I'm so glad you joined the show. I always miss you guys when I haven't been on for a while. So thank you for joining. And as I look at my analytics, I have to give Germany a shout out. I can't believe I have listeners all the way in Germany. So thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Today we have a wonderful, wonderful and very inspiring guest, Michael Moore. Michael Moore is the president and founder of Black Achievers. How are you doing, Michael?
1: I am doing great, Dr. Lane. Thank you for having me.
3: Well, it is uh, just absolutely a pleasure to have you. I know you have a very busy calendar, and I'm glad that you have taken some time to stop by Conversations with Dr. Lane. So I like to start out my show lately with a question. And that question is, when did you know that you are powerful? And I'll start uh, with my answer. I've been giving the answer that I, have, uh, first, I had first learned that I was powerful when I learned that I was creative and just by using my creativity i've learned that i've had the ability to touch so many people's lives and um really even influence their perceptions of concepts and so that has been something that has been very enlightening as i as i've gotten older and then the other thing that i'm going to add today which is something i haven't said before at uh during my other shows is I believe that I learned that I was powerful when I recognized that I had the ability to speak and use words and um, really uh, convey a message that was clear to an audience. Uh, when I was in school, a lot of times the uh, teachers would give me an opportunity to speak uh, even if I hadn't raised my hand or the uh, class, they would become really quiet if I decided to say something because they felt like, oh, if Antherica is speaking, then maybe this is something I should listen to. And I thought, wow, okay. Like, I didn't realize that that was something that, that I really had a talent uh, or a gift in doing, but here I am now using, using the gift of speaking. So what about you, uh, Michael? When did you learn that you were powerful?
1: Um, Very similarly, very early on. I mean, I believe that um, when I went to first grade, I knew that I had some power and felt powerful because people would listen to me. It was something about a leadership um, gravitating towards me as a leader. And that just kind of a through line through my life. So in, in sports and athletics and, uh, and different things that I would try to do, people would naturally gravitate towards me and listen in a way that I thought was um, not uh, as normal amongst my peers. So that really made me feel powerful. It was like, oh, if I say something, people really gravitate and want to, and to be a part of it and listen and want to be, uh, and work with me. And, um, as I got into college, I saw more of that and as into my adult life, I saw even more of that. And that's really a gift that I believe God has given me and I am grateful to have it. And it is, it has really allowed me to be this, uh, a leader of Black Achievers, um, and, and just the powerful feeling that I'm, that I'm actually able to uh, help people in their lives.
3: Wow, that, that's absolutely awesome. I would say also that when I met you, you can automatically sense this, uh, this uh, strong leader. And then when you read online about what you've been doing and your accomplishments, um, I definitely would agree that you're really walking into your, really into your destiny. So um, it's just so wonderful when, when we really uh, begin to identify those parts of us that, uh, that we're passionate about, but they're also something that we can use to influence the world and make it a better
4: place, Right.
1: That is correct. And that's really the greatest thing you can hope for in life is to follow your passion and your dreams and and really feel like you're doing the work that God put you here to do. And in my life, that was not always the case. And now that I'm actually walking that path, I feel that it's just so empowering and people feel that energy and they want to be a part and they gravitate towards what you're doing and what you're saying because you're in alignment with the skill sets and and what God has given you. So I am very, very grateful.
3: Great, great, great. So who is Michael Moore? What are those values that really drive you on a daily basis?
1: I would have to say that um, I'm a dreamer, uh, most of and foremost. I like to be able to dream about a reality that is better for all people, and in particular African-American people, and being able to create that into reality. So, in order to do that, you know, I have values of integrity, I have values of character, of leadership, and treating people fairly, and um, the golden rule, treating people the way you want to be treated, um, all of those things are tools, but at the end of the day, the accomplishment is trying to make the world a better place in the time that I'm here, and those are the things that um, inspire me and keep me moving forward, and when things get tough, I say, hey, this is something that's making um, younger generations uh, better, and, and will make the world a better place for them.
3: Yes, yes. Um, I definitely would agree with that uh, That for sure, and I, I think those, when I, like I said, when I look at some of your accomplishments and what you've done as well. I think that definitely uh, comes through uh, in all of that. You are a visionary. And I think that's part of what makes great leaders, great leaders is that we can envision a different world. We don't have to, we can think outside the box. And so I think that is what's needed in order to, to progress in this world for sure. And when I see young successful Individuals like yourself, I often think about their upbringing. What can you tell us or share about your upbringing? What were your parents like? What was it like growing up in your house?
1: Um, so, a very loving, loving um, environment that I grew up with. My mom and dad were phenomenal. Um, I have a brother, and an older sister, so it was a very tight knit family, and um, we. We uh, were raised Catholic, which was uh, my father, uh, he was raised Catholic, so we were raised Catholic as well. So we had a lot of fundamental uh, things that were through through our lives that were great, but it was a great environment where you can do anything that you put your mind to, that if you focus and that you uh, there's no limits and don't listen to the negativity that is uh, centered in the universe and, and you know in society about being an African-American man. Um, in my case in particular, and really uh, gave us a winner's mindset about how you overcome obstacles and how you um, have individuals, uh, you know, follow you and work with you and teamwork. I mean, it was a lot of that. So in our household, I mean, I always say it's like, you know, I hear people that have um, you know, challenging upbringings, but I had the the best upbringing that I could have ever uh, wished for. I mean, we didn't have all the monetary things that you would associate with, you know, society today, but we had the things that mattered. You know, we had each other and we always were able to uh, rally around each other and make each other feel whole and, and better.
3: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. When you think about um, what it was like to grow up with a spiritual foundation, a, a foundation that included Uh, God or religion, um, such as Catholicism, um, how do you think that helped you along the way in your, whether it was during your education, during uh, your career, how do you think that's been helpful to you?
1: It gives you a centered uh, place to always fall back on, right? So, you always have this... We we were taught religion like you were taught math or science. So, I mean, it was like we five days a week, you know, went to church. Um, so, this is happening for 18 years. So, you get very, very um, uh, used to having people around you who believe the same types of beliefs, and those things are important to me because when things get tough, I can always rely on the fact that I have a faith in God and that it allows me to uh, push forward, because a lot of times you get stuck in life. You try to start a business, you try to start an organization, and the you know nothing lines up. And you have to have something, uh, um, not to say that it has to be Catholicism or any type of religion or it has to be God, but you, you do need something in your life that says, hey, you need to push forward that this is not the um, end, this is the beginning. And in my particular case, that's my belief in God.
3: Yes, I'm going to use the urban vernacular of ain't that the truth, Michael, ain't that the truth? Because uh, I can definitely say as well, many of my listeners know that I am a Christian physician. Uh, I'm not shy about mentioning God and how he's worked in my life as well. But I think I agree that, uh, you know, pursuing even medicine, uh, there's just so much, so many challenges on a daily basis. And if I did not have that spiritual upbringing that really came from my parents, um, that provided that foundation. I don't know where I would be. So so I think if anyone is out there and you're kind of thinking about like, ah, oh, do I really need that in my life? Can I do without it? I'd like to encourage you to, to hold on because you don't know when you're going to need, you just don't know when you're going to need God. You don't know when you're going to need Jesus and all of those principles that we learn uh, along the way, for sure, for sure. So out of all of your many accomplishments, Michael, what are you most proud of?
1: So on a personal level, I have two uh, sons. I have a Michael Jr. and a, a Jason. We call them JC and MJ. Um, you know, the light of my life. I love these guys. I can't wait to see what they grow up. And it really motivates me to want to make Black Achievers even bigger and sustainable because I know that the challenges of African American boys, in particular, and then men, um, those the, the world can can really uh, you know make it difficult for you to succeed. And I want them to not have such a difficult path. And I think if I can do that, that would be great. So that would be my biggest accomplishment on the family um, side. On the um, on the professional side, I would be just. Doing Black Achievers full time, like just the idea that I can support myself and my family based off of this um, idea that I had to create a network of black professionals is just mind boggling. It's like the only way I could say is that God has blessed me to do that because there's no path or plan or business plan you could put together that would make it work. I mean, everything had to line up in order for this to happen because the the world really needs a, a, a network of people working together who are like minded. So those are my two big accomplishments
3: so fun. That's wonderful, wonderful. When you think about your sons as they grow up, what are the, what are the conversations that you have with them or that you're planning on have, having with them as they get older that you wish you had had when you were their age?
1: Um, just to see that anything is possible. I think when I came up, I was the first generation to go to college, So like all my cousins, like we were the first generation. So that was like very scary, intimidating. You didn't really know what it was going to be like, right? And you're there and your parents did not. My parents were not college educated. So now having conversations with my sons, it's like that's already a, a given. So it's like, hey, how are you going to go quicker and faster and bigger and stronger and more um, abundance than than your father did. It took me a long time to get here. I would like them to be, you know, able to buy their own homes in 18, 19, or 20, being able to make investments that span 30 or 40 years that, you know, I didn't really pick up and no one really taught me about, but an organization like Black Achievers, we talk about these things, investment vehicles and how you handle your 401k, and these are just not conversations that were had with me when I was coming up, and now I can have those with my kids, and I think they'll just be so much better for it.
3: Yes, those are, I mean, those are conversations that really are um, lifelong uh, conversations that will change an entire generation's a thought process, and you're really changing the trajectory of your entire family. I mean, that's powerful.
1: Well, thank you. That's the whole point of it, right, is that we, yeah. um, generation from generation, we create generational wealth, and we, and we pass on knowledge. I mean, I always felt like I was kind of starting over. I don't know about you, but it was like I was starting from scratch. And, you know, you're probably the first in medicine, you know, I was in engineering, but it's like, I want the next generation to be starting from where our knowledge ends and they can pick up. And I think if we can do that, we can make, you know, tremendous progress instead of having people just reinvent the wheel and figuring things out over and over again.
3: Yes, I think that's so, so true. I have a a great uncle that is a physician, and then on my dad's side, I am the first physician And there is something to be said about families who have already started that, if we want to use the trajectory, there is something to be said about that because when you already have a family of, whether it's lawyers or doctors or dentists or whatever it is, you really are starting ahead of the game. And everyone is is sharing with you, okay, this is how I was successful and this is how I did it. And I think uh, you're just so on track with, sharing that that knowledge uh, with your family because i believe your sons are going to use that example as well and they're going to continue that continue that for for sure
1: that is the goal so hopefully that's the way it turns out and that's what i'm praying that happens
3: yes yes well if you just joined the show first of all welcome to the show we have a guest mr michael moore michael moore is the president and founder of Black Achievers. So Michael, let's talk a little bit about Black Achievers. You've made an indelible impression on Cincinnati, but really all over all across this nation with your organization Black Achievers. Why do you think an organization like Black Achievers was even necessary?
1: Well, just the positivity of the word, if you think about the achievers and the whole concept was like the ability to achieve the American dream. So it was like that's really what we're all chasing. Uh, We want better uh, education for our kids. We want, you know, more uh, wealth, more ownership of our communities. We want to be able to see things that we've created and bring into reality a business or helping our community or even just buying a home for our parents you know, all of those things are the American dream. So when I thought about if I'm an African American or Black person in this country, what word would go with that? And it was Black achievers. So the achievement part is, is huge, and it attracts like-minded people. So I think that's the other thing. And the reason why it's needed in the country is because there's so much negativity and, and you know, basically propaganda and things that are, are out there that are, keeping our kids and and making them sad and making them depressed. And you just see in the street, we have all these gun shootings and violence. I mean, it's just complete chaos. And we have to have a beacon of hope that says that, hey, in the African-American community, there are those of us who are striving for the best, the black excellence. We have to have that North Star. And I want black achievers to be that North Star for, for the youth in particular and just for our people in general.
3: Yes, yes. I like the the focus on on excellence when i owned my own medical practice that was one of the the things that was really important to me that everyone embraced the concept of of being excellent and and always putting their best foot forward not only in the daily work but in how they interact with the with the with our patients and and in how they really perceive their own lives and their own i like to talk about goals and 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 what are your what are your plans in the future and all of that is about about excellence tell me about some of the successes of black achievers
1: yeah we've successfully helped last year over 30 people get better employment more jobs that means more income for them and their families uh, getting them promotions uh, we've helped one individual through our business institute where we help uh, educate people on how to buy businesses we have one gentleman who's bought a company a uh, multi-million dollar manufacturing company here in the city of Cincinnati which will change his life and the trajectory of uh, you know his entire generational wealth building um, activities which is phenomenal um, this is a 10 million dollar company that African American has bought that's you know unprecedented Uh, We have a business academy where we teach people how to start their own businesses, and these are individuals who might work in corporate America, but they want to bake cakes, or they have been given a gift to design websites, or they've been given a gift to write books, and they just don't know how to get that gift out. You know, I helped them through an eight-week course, and we've helped over a hundred different people get their businesses off the ground, and like, how do you uh, transition from a full-time job to doing it on your own, and how do you take care of your health care, and all those types of technical things, and business fundamentals, and getting them in front of uh, people who can give them access to capital. So we've done all of those. We've mentored last year over 150 high school students. So you have a lot of African-American students in inner-city schools that have never seen a doctor or a lawyer or engineer. They don't know our story, our struggle. So we get people in front of them to give them that guidance, and we help motivate them to go to college and, and to pursue their dreams. So um, we've, we've been blessed to affect a lot of people's lives just here in Cincinnati, over 6,000 people just here in Cincinnati alone.
3: Can you tell me a little bit about uh, the number of members that you have and or uh, followers that you have even in social media, if you're able to pull out those
1: stats? Yeah, so we've been around since 2018. So in that time, we've accumulated over 100,000 people nationally. So it's around 100, 120,000 now. Uh, we're in uh, 12 different cities. So each city is averaging about eight to 9,000 people um, in Cincinnati, we are around 6,000 or so, and Cincinnati it's a smaller city, but some of like D.C., Atlanta, Charlotte have as many as 15,000 people, and they're just tremendous meccas for this same type of um uh, thing that we're trying to do, which is black excellence and you know economic empowerment and things of that nature. On social media, we're over 30,000 followers on LinkedIn, which is our primary uh, focal point, and about 40,000 total on social media. So we have a huge following. Uh, our newsletter goes out to 100,000 black professionals, and we're getting everyone lockstep with this concept of uh, you know economic empowerment for African Americans.
3: Wow, wow. So we talked a little bit about why you think uh Black Achievers as an organization was necessary, but why do you think this organization has really resonated with communities all over the country? Do you do you have the sense that there's a lot of talent out there and people are just searching? They just they just need to figure it out. Is that is that part of it? What do you think?
1: Yeah, I believe so. I think in the right place at the right time, I mean, unfortunately, there was the George Floyd murder, but at that time, you had a focus on black professionals, and previous to that, there was no real such thing as black professionals. You didn't really read about it. We were that, but it was not a focal point. And then after that in the pandemic, slowing everything down where the world could see that regardless of your income, you're still dealing with issues of race and microaggressions and things like that. So people started to look for an outlet. So we were at the right place at the right time. And then in addition to that, what I've learned is people want a platform. They want a place where their voice can be heard. They want a safe space. And especially the demographic that we serve, which are younger people, so it's 22 to like 35 are the people who are most likely gravitating towards our events and, and networking and things like that. And those individuals really want change, and they want something that's easily accessible, accessible on the Internet, you know, built on social media. And I think that's why you see Black Achievers is growing, growing so largely, and a lot of them want a focal point on economics, like how do they invest their money, how do they uh, cooperate with other people, and how do they make their lives ultimately better. So those are kind of the secret sauce of what we've been doing.
3: Right, yeah, I can see how definitely that's, That's so important. Even as I think about the pursuit of medicine, you know, there are a lot of individuals that are smart and have the capability to be a doctor, but for one reason or another, they they dropped out. And some of that dropping out has to do with not being able to navigate all of the different um, hurdles that come along with being a black professional in that environment. And, and it, it's really a, a tough, tough environment. That's why um, the statistics are so low for many of reasons, for many reasons, not just this, but that's why the statistics are so low mm-hmm. for uh, physicians of color in this country. But I think uh, when you mentioned having a safe space, that's really important Uh, To have a space where you have a network of individuals who can say, like, I completely understand what you're going through and this is how I handled it
1: yeah that's critical i mean without that you you wind up giving up so what happens is even in engineering so i have a degree in mechanical engineering only like two or three african americans graduate in that space but what i did have when i went to college was they had pulled together a a large group of us about 40. and without that group i probably wouldn't be sitting here because it was amazing to have other people around me my same age dealing with the same calculus and all of these complex things that was like, okay, you're not crazy. This is hard, right? Like this is actually difficult. So you're not, you're not, you know, incompetent is very hard. So um, just scaling that up, we need that in our lives, regardless of what Kind of degree you're trying to get, right? Like even at work, no matter what, if you're marketing or PR or you're a programmer, or it doesn't matter. You need to have people who look like you, who who have been through it and can who can talk you off the ledge and say, "Hey, things will be okay. This is how you navigate that." Be a mentor, a sponsor, et cetera, et cetera. And that's what Black Achievers does for people.
3: Right, right, yeah. We really just need to understand that we're not islands and having a network uh, is valuable to to our overall successes. So what are some of the initiatives that you are working on or new partnerships with uh, Black Achievers?
1: Uh, the most recent partnership we're very proud of is one with uh, Bank of America. So they are, uh, they have given us a grant allowing us to um, have our members opened up to their financial literacy program, so they're coming on some of our programs and starting to educate our members on how to interact with banks and banking institutions, which is fabulous for small business owners and people trying to get a house. Um, also, Western Southern Life is a new uh, sponsor of ours, partnership, which is great because there's very few African Americans in the insurance industry, and that's a huge opportunity for African Americans who want to maybe go into sales or HR, et cetera, in that space, and that allows us to put change people's lives, right, so that's great. And then lastly, we have a huge initiative, which is one I'm very proud of, with an organization called Common Good Alliance, where we're trying to bring back um, like the Black Wall Street concept. So We want to start to create developments in five different neighborhoods in Cincinnati, where we have black business districts, where we're developing mixed-use buildings, um, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in development, which allows the African-American dollar to circulate and have more businesses that are African-American servicing their own communities and having ownership. And that's something that's needed nationally, but we want to do that here in Cincinnati to prove a concept and then export that all over the country
3: wow that that is revolutionary that is that is really um, wonderful uh, the vision that you all have for the future in regards to uh, black professionals, but I think in general the the world is going to benefit when black people are allowed to be our best and to to come one hundred percent to our environments. So I think the world is going to benefit from that for For sure. So if someone is listening today and let's say they just joined the show, I'm going to ask you to give us just a quick little blurb once again about what is Black Achievers so that they can understand that. And then I want you to talk about how do you become a member of Black Achievers.
1: Yeah, so Black Achievers is a professional network of 100,000 uh, Black professionals nationally. And our mission is to connect, educate, and economically empower the African-American community. And our vision is to attract people who want to achieve the American dream. So that's exactly what we are in a nutshell. When you are part of our network, you get help from mentors and you can, you know, have people who are like-minded, you can have peer-to-peer mentorship, get people to have a safe space, give you a sense of belonging, you know, all the things that are important for you to be able to prosper and if you wanted to join or find out more about us you would actually just go to blackachievers.com and then you would just click on the join button and then there you can actually join the group and just receive our information for free there's no cost to to actually become part of the uh the events that we have
4: okay awesome
3: awesome well i hope uh i hope uh our audience will will log on and and look at your website and really investigate this seems like a wonderful opportunity For sure. So one other accomplishment that you have, Michael, amongst many, is that you are an author of a book, Achieve Your Dreams, The Nine Principles of African American Success. Uh, I definitely want our audience to purchase your book, but can you give us a snapshot of some of the principles that you discussed in your book?
1: Yeah, so you can pick that up anywhere on Amazon.com and the normal places like that. So that's a place you can go get it. But really, the general premise of the book is to free your mind from negative images and um, self-hate that were taught very early on. So, you know, you can't look at yourself at 18 or 19 or 20 or 30 or 45 and not go back to the very beginning. And that's really what the book is about, is that, you know, African-Americans are... uh, A race of genius people like we are amazing people our history did not start with slavery so understanding that it didn't start with slavery and that we uh, you know go all the way back to the very beginning of civilization and that all you know people come from Africa It's a place to be proud of. And once you can have your kids being proud of being Black, then the other principles start to be things that you can start to build upon, like having a winner's mindset, a belief in yourself is part of it. You know, dream big and don't think, oh man, I should just do this as a small thing. You know, I can be a doctor, I can be a lawyer, I can own a billion dollar company, I could start the next Facebook, like I can get VC funding. Like those are the things that, you know, we cover in the book. And then just being positive and and also the law of attraction, which I believe in as well, that you have to speak, you know, life into your dreams and things that you want to do. So the book goes through those kind of like nine principles, but before you can get into the things that you would find in other books, it it deals heavily with your self-image about being a black person in this world and making sure that you understand just how great uh, a people you come from and how great you can be regardless of what you see on television, et cetera.
3: Wow, Michael, that's that's absolutely awesome, awesome. I hope everyone looks up your book. I definitely found it on Amazon.com, and that is a message that that, uh, we all need to hear, not even just young people, but adults who have been hearing the same, as you say, propaganda since they were very, very at an early age, and so I think your book can benefit all ages for sure. Well, Thank you so much, Michael, for the conversation and stopping by Conversations with Dr. Lane. This has been uh, absolutely uh, informative and inspiring.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it, and I look forward to um, speaking with you again.
3: Well, this has been Dr. Antherica Lane with Conversations with Dr. Lane, and we just had a conversation with Michael Moore. President and founder of Black Achievers. We'll see you next time. Who is your source? Have you ever felt burned out? Have you ever felt like you just can't do one more thing? Have you ever felt like you would be perfectly content laying in the bed with a blanket pulled over your head? I sure have. When I begin to feel burned out, I think about the source of my strength each and every day. Psalms 28:7 says that the Lord is my strength and my shield. In him, my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts. And with my song, I give thanks to Him. When I begin to feel trapped by all that is on my proverbial to-do list, I think about the source of my deliverance. Psalms 34.4 states that I sought the Lord and He answered and delivered me from all my fears. When I begin to feel absolutely fatigued, with all that the world presents to me, I think about the source of my life, that which makes me feel alive. Proverbs four twenty 20-22 states, My son, pay attention to what I say. Turn your ear to my words. Do not let them out of your sight. Keep them within your heart, for they are life to those who find them, and health to one's whole body. If this resonates with you, I'm here to tell you that you are not alone. It is human to feel burned out. After all, we are not robots. However, in order to survive, thrive, and live a life that is full of victory and empowerment, you must tap into your Source. And I ask you today, who is your source? This is Doctor Antherica Lane, and you have just been served soul food. Faith observed in optimism daily.
4: Soul. soul.
3: Wow, another fantastic show with conversations with Dr. Lane. We just completed a very inspiring conversation with Mr. Michael Moore, president and founder of Black Achievers. I think that conversation has something that everyone can benefit from, even if you just take away one concept. And I think one of those concepts is what impact You can have on the world when you just have a dream, when you have an idea, when you have a vision, and how that dream can manifest itself and benefit others for generations to come. Well, there you have it, another episode of Conversations with Dr. Lane. We'll see you next time. have been listening to Dr. Antherica Lane with Conversations with Dr. Lane, a special segment of What a Word from the Lord. Back to you, Stevie B.
1: You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show.